0: Grace advantage. In this message, pastor explains the outworkings of grace when God's divine influence is in our heart.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to 2nd Peter chapter 3. 2nd Peter chapter 3, verse 18.
2: But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen.
1: Amen. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. But grow in grace. Grow in grace. I've preached from that word before, but again tonight the Holy Spirit is impressing the same word. Amen. But grow in grace. That word grow in Greek comes from a word called Oxano. So in Malayalam you can look at somebody and ask (laughs) Oxano. If you're not from Kerala, you won't understand that. <laughs> if you're from Kerala, you can understand that, Oxano. But A U A U X A N O. which means increase in grace. Grow in grace. Oxano. Grow in grace. Increase in grace. God wants you to increase in grace. Amen. Grow in it. Grace is divine influence on the heart of a person that is reflected in his life. Grace that works in the heart that is that is an outward expression, that's what grace is. Grace is the outworking of a inward influence. God's influence working inside of you. Outworking in your life. You don't see the wind, but you see the effect of a wind. Your hair is kind of messed up. The branches of a tree are going that side and this side. Things are falling off from the shelf. The effect of a wind is strong. You know it's windy out there by the effect of it. The same way when grace begins to operate in one's life, you begin to see the effects of it. And God wants you to grow or to increase in that grace. We all have experienced God's grace to a certain level. That's why we are here tonight. But God wants you, look at somebody and say, God wants you to increase in grace. Now place your hand upon your heart and say, God wants me to increase in grace. Ox. Ox. Ano. (laughs) Amen. So what's the outworking? One of the outworkings of grace is acceptability. Something about you makes people to accept you. That doesn't mean that everybody is going to like you. Doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that you won't be persecuted. The Bible says everyone who wants to lead a godly life in Christ, Jesus will be persecuted. It means there's a level of acceptability where even children would come to Jesus. They would feel comfortable with the Lord. Grace produces acceptability. You need to grow in that, keep growing in that. There are people that you help, that you bless, and who might not like you. But as you grow in grace, God begins to give you a certain level of acceptability in his body. Not in the world. In the world, you will need the favor of God. But there are believers who don't feel a part of a body. They come to church, they go for worship, they pray, but they just feel kind of left out. Nobody's left them out. They feel left out. Why? Because somewhere the grace of God is not working or influencing inside of them. It's the glory of God working in your spirit. It will show on the outside. That's why Paul would say, you know, in Galatians 2, when they perceived the grace that was given unto me. I mean, you can perceive, you can see it in people, the grace of God working in people. Grace brings advantages in your life. Open your mouth and say, grace Grace brings brings advantages in my life. The advantage that you have in life is God's grace. You are advantaged because of grace. Not because of money, not because of your family name not because of the number of contacts that you have, but a certain level of advantage that comes to you just because the grace of God is flowing unto you. Open your mouth and say, from the fullness of Christ, we have received grace upon grace. That grace is to keep growing, increasing, increasing, to give you added advantage. To make you able to do things that no one else can do. To give you advantage in your workplace. To give you advantage in the places that you reside. To give you advantage where you work. To give you advantage and advantage in your career. In your business. Glory to God. It's the grace of God. Glory to God. Grow in it grace gives you favor favor with god and favor with man when favor is there good is turned towards you good things happen in your life when the favor of god is there I want you to open your mouth and say, I am favored of the Lord.
2: I am favored of the Lord. I am the favored of the Lord. the favored of the Lord.
1: Do you believe that? Chances are that you might not. But that's the truth. If you're born again, if you're washed in the blood of Jesus, if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, the grace of God is already operating. But that level of grace can keep increasing depending on the level of humility, the level of dependence on God, the level of knowing the Lord. That grace can keep increasing. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Humility. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So grace begins to increase the more you stay humble, the more you come to know the Lord. It is not. it, It is not up to you to make things happen. Let God's favor, His grace, make things happen for you. Depend on God's grace. Now, Somebody said favor has got a mentality and that is, I can get anything if I want it because God will favor me. Because God wants the whole world to know that He loves you. Open your mouth and say, God wants the whole world to know.
2: God wants the whole world to know. That He loves me. That He loves me. It's
1: the same with you. He's the I am. And you are the in Him. Easy I am. And you are the in him. That's where grace begins to increase. In Christ. For grace brings joy into your life. Peter would use these words, Joy, Undescribable. Unspeakable. Indescribable. Some people have a worried look on their face. Do you have a worried look? Are you worried about anything? No. Some people have made it a part of their conversations. I'm very worried about my life past. I'm so worried. That shouldn't be your language. What you're worried about controls your life. That is why. Paul would write to the church in Philippi and said, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving make your supplications known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ." A believer, a child of God, can never be in crisis because you are always in Christ. <laughs> Something the Holy Spirit told me. Son, you will never be in a crisis. Because you are in Christ. In Christ, not in crisis. Glory to God. What you worry controls your life. So God doesn't want you to be worried or anxious. He wants... His joy to flow out of you. Paul would write to the church in Philippi in prison and say, Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say, Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say, Rejoice. 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 And again I say rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice. And again I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. Again I say rejoice rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice rejoice in the Lord always and again I say Re-. Let me hear you rejoice and again I say rejoice, rejoice. Re- Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice Rejoice in the Lord always Hallelujah rejoice and again I say rejoice 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 in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Make the joy of the Lord a lifestyle. Get up in the morning and laugh in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Life will be stressful. We will be tired. We Praise the Lord. When you cooperate with the Holy Spirit, the grace of God will bring in indescribable joy, unspeakable joy out of your heart. See, Bible will you Acts 5. And then the 40th verse of the Apostles when they were beaten and were commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus. And the 41st verse, Acts 5. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They were rejoicing. They said, oh, we are worthy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alad in the Krabila Sadikela. Increase in grace. And the Talu won do you carta will sandoshitu. Yes, you been Praise on the Nehara Kayandaka Cheda Lum Paranyalu. Adonum Vishya Mala Mideva Grabeel Walleriga. Yeshua Sando Shikya. Yes, you kiss tub Glory to God. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So the outworking of grace when the influences, divine influence is in your heart. The fifth one is liberality. There is joy in giving. There is joy. When you increase in grace, it isn't, you know, Kenneth Hagin, one of Kenneth Hagin's meetings. A man came up onto the stage and asked the pastor, can I have the mic for a second? So he said, yes. So this man took the mic and he said, we're going to take an offering today and I just want to put it out there right in the beginning because the Spirit of God inspired me of all the money that you are going to give for the Lord's work. I will give what all of you have given together, exactly that amount, what you have given together. So over 70,000 people in that meeting, 70,000, it was a huge meeting. So you know how it is when somebody says that, they took an offering nearly 3 million dollars was there 70,000 people gave 3 million dollars and this man wrote a check of 3 million dollars too and gave to the Lord. So the pastor asked him, why? Why do you do that? So this man said something. He said, see when I stepped out for business, I only had $500. And I had made a covenant with God. Lord that you bless, you be my partner. You be the Lord over my business. And I don't believe in giving tithes. I will only keep 10%, 90% I will give for you. So he said, within five years, his business went from a $500 business to $50 million. So he said, for me, I recognized the grace that was there. God raised me up in business to be a giver. There is great joy in giving. And let me make it one thing very clear tonight. See, anything that you give, if you're giving into this ministry or, or you've given into this ministry, I never touch a penny of that. I've never done that in 30 years. So there is great joy Joy when the grace of God begins to work in your life, the outward manifestation is liberality. And I'm just not speaking about money alone. You know, Solomon gave a thousand burnt offerings to God. Can you imagine a thousand? Thousand burnt offerings to God. See, and I looked at the Bible. Before that, anybody who was given an offering, maximum that they had given for the Lord was seven offerings at one time. So nowhere in the Bible can Solomon look and say, okay, the maximum somebody has given is seven sacrifices. But look at this man. The level of, is that I'm not looking what somebody has given. It's between me and God. And he gave a thousand sacrifices before God. That night, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and asked him, What do you want, Solomon? What do you want, Solomon? He said, Lord, I want wisdom. Just because you ask for wisdom, no, not only will I give you wisdom, but I will give you blessings, prosperity, health, and long life together with that. Look at the gospel of Mark chapter 5. You know, sometimes we forget, we forget what God has done for us. The Psalmist would say, Lord, what shall I render unto you for all that you've given unto me? What shall I render unto you? What shall I render unto you, Lord? You know, we we are so selfish. We, you know, for us, sometimes after one need is another need. We forget how God has met our needs. The psalmist would say, Lord, what shall I render unto you for all that you have done, for all your benefits? The benefit of marriage, the benefit of having children, the benefit of having a house or a car or ministry or influence or authority. What, what shall I render unto you, Lord? For the job that you gave me, for the position that you gave me, what shall I render unto you? Look at Mark chapter 5, in the New Testament, Mark chapter 5, glory to God, lift your hands and say glory to God, God.
2: hallelujah, Hallelujah. Mark chapter
1: 5, 2021,
2: and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis, how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. And when Jesus was passed over... See,
1: this, that's a nice, interesting word. This man was demonically possessed. He had 6,000 demons. He had a family. His family disowned him. He was in the graveyard. He had friends. His friends disowned him. Because the Bible says there, Jesus told him, go tell your friends. And he had friends in 10 cities. Can you imagine that? But... Friends' intensities. And not only really friends' intensities, maybe friends on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> All of them just disowned him because suddenly one day he's like mad. If somebody is walking down the road, by the time they come to that graveyard, they will hear the screaming, they will make a U turn and go back. Nobody could control him, even with chains. And Jesus is coming and with one word, the 6,000 demons go out of that body and this man is free. May your bondages go in the name of Jesus. May the word of Jesus Christ set you free from every oppression that you're facing. Every fear, every panic attack, every disease and discomfort, every vexation in the mind, depart in the name of Jesus. Every affliction the demon has pushed on you. I rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Let God's word set you free right now. May you have a sound mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. This man is set free. And he's coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, look at that 18 to 20 verse. Mark 5, 18 to 20.
2: And when he had come into the ship, He that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him.
1: Ah, see. Prayed that he might be with him. The first prayer that this guy is making is to be with the Lord. (laughs) The first prayer that he is making is Lord to be with you. See, the first thing that happens when you're set free is you want to be with Jesus you want to be with Jesus. A sign of being set free is you want to be with Jesus. You want to be in His body. You want to be with His people. You want to be in His word. You want to worship Him, love Him, follow Him. And look at what, the syllabus of Jesus. This is the syllabus. Jesus' syllabus for every believer. Look at that, Mark 5, 19 the verse.
2: How be it, Jesus suffered him not, Hmm. but said unto him, Go home to thy friends. Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things. The Lord and
1: tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and has had compassion on thee. Go tell everyone what the Lord has done. See, once you receive a blessing, you want to go and tell everyone what the Lord has done. It's a sign that you belong to Christ. Not what God has not done. There are many people who will say, I prayed pastor. I've been praying from January. I've been confessing all the promises of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah here, hallelujah here. I can only hear with one ear now, hallelujah here. go publish, go tell everyone what the Lord has done for you. The more you do that, good things begin to happen in your life. The more you complain, grumble and look at what has not happened in your life, the more oppressed you become. But if you can recount by the help of God's Spirit to say, Lord you have done so much for me. I want to publish it. I want to tell everyone what the Lord has done for me. Glory to God! God's blessings will continue to abound upon you. Learn from the madman. Hello, Mr. Madman! What do I learn from your life? Your encounter with Jesus caused you to go forth everywhere and tell what the Lord has done for you. Glory to God! Oof. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit tells me that you will have stories to tell your friends and family of all that the Lord has done for you. You will have plenty of stories to tell people what the Lord... Jesus did this for me. Jesus did this for me. Oh, the good things that the Lord has done for me. There will be plenty of it for you to share. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, what you have is the grace of God. When the grace begins to come upon your life an encounter with Jesus and his grace and his mercy, look what the Lord has done for you. Look how he's had compassion upon you. One version says how he's been merciful to you. Another version says how he's shown grace to you liberality of even telling what the Lord has done publishing it everywhere you have to tell somebody you have to post it on the Instagram sometimes people get a job they know they prayed God gave it to them sometimes they didn't even pray God gave it to them they know it but they won't say that they will just put the educational qualification check got a job why don't you give glory to God You're you're scared that your friends won't accept you if you say Jesus. You don't mind sharing your testimony in church. This man didn't testify in church. He went to the ten villages. Told everyone that he met what the Lord has done. You know, money can't bring life. Every day when you get up, You have to realize it is the mercy of God that gave you life. Every day. I heard a preacher say, waking up every day is the biggest miracle. Because so many people have died in the sleep. Much better people than you. Stronger people, healthier people have died. But you woke up because of God's grace, God's mercy. That's why David would say this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it whoa he would get up and say that this is the day this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice we will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it for this is the day that the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it this is the day this is the day that the lord has made i'm so glad hallelujah i'm so I'm so... Just a second. Look on. It's on now? Okay. We come to church looking at what we can get from God. But there is what we can give unto God for all his benefits towards me. A sign, I'm just not speaking about money, please. It's even giving worship, giving glory, giving thanks, giving praise being kind to somebody helping somebody knowing it is God who has been good to you Lord, what can I do for you Lord what can I do for you what can I do for your house that's what the book of Haggai says the Lord said listen you have money you put it in your pocket it goes off because your pockets have holes and then it says Consider, why don't you consider my house? Jesus has needs. The harvest is plentiful. Once Jesus came and said to the disciples, I have a prayer request. I have a prayer request. Lord, you have a prayer request. Yeah, I have a prayer request. Lord, you are the one who teaches us to pray. What is your prayer request? Pray. The harvest is plentiful. To the Lord of the harvest, that the Lord might send out more workers. Liberality, in terms of realizing God has got a need, He's looking for workers. The harvest is there, the souls will come. No matter how hard you try to stop people from coming, souls will keep coming. I'm looking for. Workers, in a church of 10,000, it is said that there might be 40 people who are really workers in that church. The others just come to attend, hear a message, not to give unto God, but just be there and go. It's more of a social thing. In a church of 10,000, it is said that there are 40 people who actively work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is looking for workers. People who will be liberal in their time to give to the Lord. Lord, whatever, whatever resource you have given, let me use it for your kingdom. Not for myself. Any workers, any laborers, who want to join up with Jesus to serve the Lord, to bring in the harvest in the end times. The revival is moving. The revival is in. We are in the revival. Move of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the harvest is plentiful. Anybody to work along, to bring in with whatever you have, whatever time availability. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at this man. He said, Lord, let me. I mean, he went and forth and published it in the ten villages. Mark 5, 21 says, the, the place of Gadrim when Jesus entered, there was only one man who came to meet him. But verse 21 says, read on.
2: And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him
1: much people gathered unto him. These people God, this man had brought forth. John chapter 7, 37 to 39. If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me, Jesus said. And out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers
2: of living water. Rivers of living water.
1: What, what is it? If anyone thirst. Let him come unto me, Jesus said, and drink. See, imagine I'm drinking. It's going in. How can it come out? If anyone is thirsty, Jesus, said, let him come and drink. You drink. It goes in. But what the Lord is saying is, What God has given you inside, if grace is flowing, it will flow out. Every experience with the Holy Spirit, every experience with grace will cause something to flow out of you. Your thirst, you're spending time in the presence of God and drinking, taking everything, it has to flow out. Liberality will be there in your praise, in your worship, in your sacrifice, in your giving, in the ministry of the Spirit. It's a flowing out. Whatever God has put inside of you, let it flow out of you. Don't keep it for yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah, lift your hands and say, Lord, let your grace flow out of me. Let your river flow out of me. I don't want to be selfish, Lord. I want to grow in grace. I want to be liberal, liberal in my worship, liberal in my time for you, liberal in my giving, Lord. I just want to be liberal, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. The sixth one is pleasure. Grace, divine influence inside, the outworking of it is pleasure. God has pleasure in his creation. What do I mean by that? Not to enjoy pleasure. What I mean by that, God delights in his creation. God finds joy in his creation. Do you find pleasure in what you do? you need to increase in grace. Do you find pleasure in your study? It's like, oh God, I can hardly wait to get out of this study. Grace, you need to grow in grace. Do you find pleasure in your worship, in your prayer? Do you find pleasure in coming into church? Do you find pleasure in your work at home? Do you find pleasure in your job at your office? Do you find pleasure even just drinking a cup of coffee by yourself at home? God has pleasure in His creation. When grace begins to abound, one of the outward manifestation is there is pleasure, there is fulfillment in what you do. Whether it be housework, whether it be cleaning the clothes, If you are a man, if, whether it be cleaning your, the plate, or making up the bed, or giving bath to your dog, there's great joy, pleasure. When grace abounds, otherwise it's like no pleasure. There is people who are married, no pleasure in marriage. two grumpy faces at home and three grumpy children. Grumpy family. Change your family name or ask God for grace. <laughs> Pleasure, grace, outworking. There are people who go to go who can't sit at home, there is no pleasure sitting at home. They just want to get out of home. They're looking for something. Whatever you have, you're not finding joy. You know why? Because there is a deficiency of grace. Grace. When there is grace increasing in your life, you have great pleasure in little things. The seventh one and I close with it. Grace brings out the gift in your life. Grace as deposits, grace deposits. That gift is the uncanny ability to do what others cannot do. That only you can do. That's where you know your gift. It might be making coffee. Nobody can make coffee like the way I do. Even I can't drink it. That's the only problem. <laughs> you have to identify the gift. That grace is deposited inside of you. It might be grace to sing. It might be a gift to preach. It might be a gift to just fix things. Just fix things. There are certain people who can fix anything. Everyone has at least one powerful gift. Locate it and build on it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. From His fullness, we receive grace upon grace. So, you know, you need to grow in grace. We all of us need to grow in grace. There are levels of grace that God wants you to move in. And you do that by receiving grace from Jesus, by spending time in His presence.